0: One, one, two, three. Hello and welcome to the People Powered Green Left Podcast, where we give a voice to the 99% and not the big corporations. If you think this project is important, please consider becoming a supporter today. Now, on to our latest episode. My name is Peter Boyle, and in this podcast, I'm speaking to veteran Pakistani socialist Farooq Tariq about the peculiar relationship between the Pakistani state and ruling elite and the Taliban in Afghanistan. I understand that some sections at least of the Pakistani ruling elite welcome uh, the Taliban return to power. Is that true and why? Yes, uh, informally, yes, they all welcomed
1: and glorified the victory of uh, Taliban. But formally they said we will wait until the situation is clear in Afghanistan. But yesterday when uh, the foreign minister of uh, Britain was on a visit to Pakistan, the foreign minister of Pakistan said Kabul is a reality, we have to deal with it. And that's what they have been saying in the past that Taliban's are reality. they facilitated the Doha negotiation and they somehow helped uh, the Taliban movement to come into power.
0: Now, uh, your Prime Minister Imran Khan was uh, widely reported as uh, describing the Taliban's return as the breaking of the chains.
1: Taliban has not broken the chains. They have put the chains around the people of Afghanistan. And they have been stranglehold in the old uh, conservative traditions, which they want to bring back what they did from 96 to 2001.
0: Now the Pakistani um, intelligence agency, I- ISI, uh, has actually played a big role in the very formation of the Taliban. Now. In these last 20 years, during the so-called war on terror, has the ISI continued to maintain those links that uh, with the Taliban uh, that that derive from its uh, origins?
1: Yes, uh, it was Pakistan People's Party who was in power from 94 to 96, and the interior minister at that time was a military general, Nasirullah Babur, who has claimed publicly that he has built Taliban to come into power and they gave all sort of support. Uh, They trained them, gave them money, gave them the arms and that's how the Taliban in the initial period came into power. But they were saying that we need a strong government in Afghanistan. As you would know after uh, the uh, murder of Najibullah, it was Mujahideen who was in power for three years and it was like government changing all the time and it was very unstable government. So Pakistani ruling class at that time, which was headed by Benazir Bhutto, uh, thought that if we could bring our own people to power in Afghanistan, actually Pakistani ruling class always treated Afghanistan as one of their colony. They never thought and uh, expressed Afghan as an independent nation as a sovereign nation. So, they helped the Taliban at the time and then for the last 20 years, they looked at Afghanistan that it is going more close to India and Indians are the one who are helping the Afghan government supported by the Americans to stabilize, to consolidate their power. So, Indians went out of the way to put a lot of investment in in Afghanistan, including building of the parliament uh, in in Kabul, which is now been taken over by the Taliban, so Pakistani ruling class after taking over of uh, of uh, Taliban uh, uh, the whole Afghanistan, they were very happy because they thought it's a setback to Indian establishment and they have lost their billions of dollars which they have invested in Afghanistan. So Pakistani only. They can't look beyond their nose. They just want to see what India does and how we can compete with them. And they should really have a normal relationship with India. They should have a friendly relationship with India because we have more in common with Indian Punjab and Indian um, uh, culture than the Afghani culture, which is a different culture. But Pakistani always went to sport Taliban, Just to defeat Indian, and that's what uh, their whole intention was. So, India was um, going out of the way to say publicly that ISI has helped. Now, ISI has not helped directly, publicly, formally. It is all informal, and also the main, I think, allegation we can have the main fact is that many Pakistani Taliban. Pakistani Taliban went into Afghanistan without the knowledge of this state. They thought they are fighting jihad, so they must go to Afghanistan. So, it's more of ideological association of Pakistani religious fundamentalists which compelled and forced them to be part of the Afghan Taliban rather than uh, direct support by the ISI and military establishment. So, an ideological relationship was established and Pakistani Taliban And Afghan Taliban always said, we are brothers and sisters. So that is the real base which unite them more in close rather than directly supported by the establishment.
0: Now, I understand there were some voices in Pakistan that have hailed uh, the Taliban return to, to power as a step on the road to the liberation of Kashmir. Can you tell us anything about that? now there are pakistani fundamentalists who are
1: quite happy and they said publicly even ministers of uh, this imran khan government Um, imran khan and his uh, foreign minister was bit careful they were saying we have to engage we have to go along but they never said we are going to uh, accept taliban as the uh, official uh, ruler of afghanistan but many in pakistan are in the illusion that Taliban would liberate Kashmir as they have liberated Afghanistan. But they don't know Pakistan army. Pakistan army would never like Talibanization of Pakistan in the sense that they should take over Pakistan and then also go to Kashmir. It is very difficult option for the Pakistani ruling class uh, that Taliban should be more strengthened because of Kashmir. They would give support in Kashmir to some of the locals but not directly as has been the case for the last few months and so on. They have an agreement with India. You don't intervene here and we will not intervene there. And it's the fundamentalist groups themselves who will try their best that Taliban should be strengthened in the Indian-occupied Kashmir. But On the other side the pakistani occupied kashmir there is also a national movement so as you know kashmir is occupied by the two forces it's not just india it's also pakistan so i don't think that pakistani ruling class would accept taliban government in pakistan and they have taken military action against taliban in pakistan because the pakistani taliban's main enemy is the pakistan army as they say they are brought up by the imperialists. so they have been attacking pakistan army there have been suicidal bombs against uh, different uh, um, institutions of the pakistani state so i think uh, and pakistani army is not afghan army it is enriched with the british imperialist traditions and it is uh, not a new army it know how to how to how to take how to bloodshed uh, people and it has played a part in uh, Palestine on uh, behalf of uh, Israel at one time. It has played a part in Bangladesh and it will never hesitate to use maximum force if they ever thought that their own rule is in danger. So, it's a different scenario in Pakistan than
0: Afghanistan. So, more generally, uh, can you explain what is the interest of the Pakistani ruling class in supporting religious extremism, fundamentalism, not just in the case of the Taliban or Taliban Afghanistan, but Taliban Pakistan perhaps, or other, you know, if not those organisations, other religious fundamentalist organisations in Pakistan. What is the interest of the ruling class in promoting this religious extremism?
1: Well, there has been off and on support for fundamentalists by Pakistani state. They are quite confused ideologically what to do. Sometimes they gave them support publicly. Sometimes they use military options against them. And they liberate areas where Taliban had taken over. And it started during Ziaul Haq period in the 80s when he used Taliban uh, Mujahideen uh, to defeat uh, the Afghan revolution of uh, uh, Tarakai in 78 uh, and onwards mil- American imperialism has all, uh, is now an open uh, fact that uh, the Americans gave all sort of support to these Mujahideen to use them in Afghanistan. You use a barbarian force against the other, they will come to your neck as well. This is the, the lesson of the history. You can't uh, bring up barbarians and expect you are safe. Uh, you can only use them. Uh, like Taliban in Afghanistan, now they want an independent government uh, and they when someone asks them, a Pakistani journalist asks them, would you support Pakistani Taliban to come over in Pakistan or would you ask them to stop their military actions, their uh, terrorist action in Pakistan? But the Afghan Taliban, Zabiullah Mujahid said, it is Pakistan issue, it's not our issue and we can't intervene over there. So, you see the support of the Afghan Taliban to Pakistani Taliban and they will, they are lying that Afghanistan would not be a base for international terrorism, it will be a base and Pakistani establishment is really confused. Now, I have seen different uh, periods coming up But they always think like the American thing, gun is the option. So uh, they always use military means to eliminate religious fundamentalism. On the other side, this government, present government has become much more conservative than the previous government. Also I think Pakistani establishment want to use religious fundamentalism to divide the people on the religious lines, not on the class lines. Now, for instance, Nawaz Sharif was very open opposition to the military rule in civilian affairs. He was thrown out of power because he thought military generals are too much intervening. Now, military generals on one side in 2018 general election, prop up a new group of fundamentalists, which got nearly 9% of vote. This was to divide the vote of the right wing because Muslim League Nawaz is also a right-wing party. So they used a fundamentalist group, gave them all sort of support and then uh, they got some votes and they got few MPs as well. And then after the elections, when they went out of their control, they called general strikes in whole Pakistan because uh, Pakistan was too lenient with France uh, on the issue of uh, these uh, blasphemic uh, content and also against Denmark. So they said you should take out French ambassadors from Pakistan. So the military, the same military which prop up these fundamentalists, went against them, arrested all of them, put them in jail and so on. So they use all sort of dirty taxes. And uh, so they are quite confused how to deal with the fundamentalists. The issue is ideological. Pakistan establishment ideologically is conservative want to take up uh, religious uh, groups, they want to support them that they should not intervene in their own power um, affairs, but they should divide the people of Pakistan into religious line. So they always support one sect against the other. So that's how I think the, the interest of the Pakistani establishment is not very clear, is not very consistent and they are always using different tactics to deal with the fundamentalist.
0: Now finally, Farooq, I understand that the actual borderline between Pakistan and Afghanistan was drawn up by the British imperialists taking over territory that was traditionally Afghanistan to maintain a military advantage, uh, being able to more easily intervene from what's now Pakistan, into into afghanistan now does this create a political problem for the pakistani ruling class in those areas which were formerly part of afghanistan how did the local people feel about this yeah the, yeah, the winter line is never accepted by both
1: neither from pakistan nor uh, the afghanistan and taliban's never accepted it Pakistan never accepted it, but they never use any negotiation to deal with this uh, all the time. Pashtun basically are Afghans and Pashtuns are the majority of the Khabar-Pakhtun-Khwa province in Pakistan. As you know, four provinces in Pakistan, khabar pakhtun is the province next to Afghanistan and most of them Pashtun and they say very clearly, we are Afghan. But we are Pakistanis. So Afghan is like their, their tribe, their nationality, uh, and uh, they are quite uh, proud of that. And that's why in the past, Awami National Party, which was the main party of the Pakhtuns, uh, they always uh, said that we should unite uh, um, the Pashtun of Afghanistan and Pakistani Afghanistan Pakistani, uh, of, uh, Pakhtuns. So, but they never like advocated a new country over there. But they talked about more unity, more relationship, and they were always against this uh, line. And so, um, that was used by the British again to divide them and to rule them. And uh, really, they did that in Punjab. They did that in the other areas. Punjab is also very unnaturally divided and uh, there are some uh, villages which are divided into two parts and there are some cities which were to be divided but then later they changed that uh, in that aspect. So, British went in, in hurry out of uh, Indian subcontinent because it was a revolutionary period. British were really defeated in the Second World War and they wanted to leave in, at any cost and that was uh, like the main um, uh, purpose of Lord Mountbatten, who was uh, the last general, uh, 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 British general in in Indian subcontinent, and so the whole thing were left behind in a hurry, not in a calculated manner, and the leaders of Pakistan and India, Nehru and Jinnah, both thought a peaceful sort of uh, delinking with each other. And both were absolutely wrong. That was the major bloodshed in the history of the world. Over a million were killed, few millions migrated into each other. So these lines around Pakistan, Pakistan is like a new country. It's not like India, which has a long tradition, Pakistan was created 47. So the new lines around Pakistan are not natural. It's not based on nationalities. It's not based on culture is based on the whim and wishes of the British imperialism. That's why it is always an issue of the borders and like Kashmir, that is also another area where both are fighting with each other. So, we think British went in uh, in a hurry but they thought we can go like this, let them fight with each other, let them be divided all the time and they can still have their own economic interests for future in the whole Indian subcontinent.
0: Thank you, Farooq, for this great insight into this question. And, um, yep, we'll speak to you again. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. To continue producing shows like this, we need your support. Consider becoming a supporter for $5 a month, sharing this show on social media, and submitting your own stories. You can do all this at our website, greenleft.org.au.